Welcome to Rogue Bogues, the In Conversation series. Very excited today. Got a very, very special guest, a guy that I've followed for a long, long time. You probably won't know this, but um, goes by Teddy, but Rashid El Makawi. How do I go? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's that, good. That's a very, very, <laughs> man, everyone butchers it. Even in high school, growing up, everyone butchers it. Even to this day, people butcher it. So that's a solid. Uh, well, welcome. I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, big fan of, of everything that you do. Why Teddy? Where did that come from? And that was a high school nickname. Uh, we're going to St. Kilda Beach, I think on a tram. And some lady, like just as a joke, she's like, oh man, you, you're so cute. You look like a teddy bear. And then the boys just stuck with her and was like, oh, teddy bear, teddy bear, teddy bear. And then when I went to make my username, I was just like, man, Rashid, because as you, as you can see, there, <laughs> with a CH, so it's French spelling, being from a Moroccan background. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you know what? I'll just stick with Teddy instead of Teddy Bear. And then now it's just stuck forever. Yeah, stuck. It's our eyebrow too, huh? The Teddy yeah, Bear eyebrow. Of course, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, it goes hand in hand. So why not? Yeah, no, I thought I just thought it was either that or just a standard wog, you know, uh, changing your name. Like we, you know, the, the Croatians always put have to put this the H at the end of the itch to make sure people pronounce it right. Yeah. Or you know, like my dad's name's Mishaw, so they just like, ah, oh, you're Michael. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> too, just, too hard. Just, oh, yeah, we'll just give you a white name. Yeah, yeah. too hard basket. Give you an Anglo <laughs> name. So I thought it was that. But look, man, you have a huge online presence. Really funny videos. Obviously, famous right now, trending for you. The you can't change my mind videos, which are which are awesome. Um, with those. Change on my videos. You, do you write them? Do you wing it? Is it a mix of both? Do you just pen it all down or walk me through how you how you post those videos? Because people only see the one minute or 30 second clip, but I, I assume there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, of course. So initially started off just winging it and then um, it got to a point where I'm like, things will happen to me, right? Like, like we were talking about earlier on, just observational stuff, like something um, like I'll have a moment and then I'll be like, I've got to make a video about can I swear? Yeah, that's yeah, all good. Yeah. Oh, mate, mate. <laughs> all right, Rogue, Rogue is the first name of this that's podcast. <laughs> Have you, you knew this on the basketball podcast. Uh, my co-host. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston accent with a lisp every second word. <laughs> no, no, I know on the basketball podcast you go off. No, that's go why I'm like, go for broke. I don't know if I've got to be conservative for this one. <laughs> nah, so, nah, nah. <laughs> so yeah, man, like, like the first few videos, like just winged it. Like even if you just go back to the OG videos, it was just me like, like editing was rough. Everything that I was just speaking, like it was just me just speaking to a camera. And then it got to a point where I'm like, nah, like I got to write some of these ideas down and actually think it through. Especially like you realize after a while there's flow, there's you know, like little accents that go into a video that just make it 20 times better. Yeah. So yeah, like initially started winging it, uh, like winging it and now it's just like 50-50. You know, I'll just get it like a synopsis or like a main concept and then just run with it. But even be out and about in town and you'll see something right and be like, fuck, putting your notes in your phone for later or an observation or because, you know, some of your stuff like like the coffee one, like spot on, like <laughs> Gloria Jeans to Maccas to 7-Eleven. That, that, that's life experience, yeah, man. Like, well, like what happened was I think we we're in the city and everyone just usually goes to Starbucks in the city, right? It's mm -hmm. just like easy. There's a Starbucks almost on every corner. And I'm like, man, this is so painfully average. And then like you go into Melbourne Central, there's Gloria Jeans, there's like all your other cafes and I'm like, no, no, I've got to make a video about it. Like every video starts off with, surely this just can't be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. realizing all of this stuff. So, yeah, man. No, it's good. But you said Moroccan background, born in Australia, obviously. Born, yeah, born, born and raised in Australia. Australia. But I've lived in Morocco for three and a half years when I was younger. I did half of my primary school in Morocco. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How was that? <laughs> Amazing experience, man. Yeah? Like 
It's a beautiful, oh. beautiful part of the world. I've never been there, but I've heard good things. You're always welcome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just drop my nah. Don't close, drop it's, my close to, it's close to Croatia, so yeah, yeah nah, when I'm yeah, over there, I can yeah, jump over. Definitely, man. A few hours flight. Um, yeah, now Morocco was beautiful. It was a good experience. I think like being young, I didn't really understand what I was getting myself into. But now, like looking back at it, it was an awesome experience. Almost like you went a, solo, like with some other family, no, no, or no, your we, parents? We, like with my parents whole, whole and my family. sisters. Yeah, yeah, man, we went there. Um, I started prep there, and wow. then left that grade three to come here, man. Were you, were you fluent speaking at that point? Oh, I think when I got there, it usually took like six months, you know, just being in prep, six months if you're playing soccer in the streets, yep. you know, hanging around with different, you know, kids from different neighborhoods, you're like you just pick it up. Then after six months, it was good. Then in my third year, I got pretty decent at French, <laughs> but I forgot all of that now. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Like I spent one year at school, like gunning it at French. And then as soon as I came back to Australia, it was just- so You like, could get like, by over there with the, with the basics, but not, not a hardcore combo or- you, Oh, like, right now? Yeah. Yeah, you could drop me anywhere there, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. no, Fairly it's good. Fluent. And where'd you grow up, man? I grew up in the north, uh, northern. I see your smile <laughs> in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, man. So, um, grew up in Glenroy. Yeah. Um, but every time I tell someone Glenroy, they're like, "Oh, where's that?" So I just say Broadmeadows, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah." yeah. Were you part of the Broadie Boys back in the day? Nah, no, 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 man. I was just, uh, you know, <laughs> I was just cruising through, you know, no, no trouble. We used no to hear about them. Everything. You know, we had the Danny Boys on this side of town, and then the Broadie Boys were notorious. You didn't want to go to Broadmeadow Station after what six p.m. You know, you're always like, oh, you know, watch out for the Broadie Boys. And yeah. it's, it's funny you say that because when I first got a job, it was at Broadie Macca's. So, oh, you would have seen some shit. Oh man, I saw some crazy <laughs> shit. So I, I was at Glenroy College, yeah. and I'd, like after school, I'd have to catch the train. Where else do I have to stop? Brewery Station. And I'm like, oh man, every time I had to cross through that tunnel, I'm like, fuck, man, this is like, is this worth like the nine dollars per hour <laughs> <laughs> and a few nuggets? <laughs> exactly, man. And then like, uh, like after two months of working there, you get to know the boys and everything. And I think you know they, nice guys, just obviously hanging around each other, and they're just testosterone and yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. like a whole bunch of teenagers that have nothing better to do. So, you know, like you get to know them. I'm sure they're good people. But yeah, man, I was like seeing some shit, man, especially when you hang around there for more than 20, 30 minutes, you see some crazy stuff. Yeah, so. I played with a guy in under 18s that was from Brody, lived in Brody. Um, his name was Murat and awesome guy. And he was, he grew up with some of those boys and was trying to get away from it by playing basketball. And he used to catch a train to our games all over you know, Victoria on Friday nights, which was amazing. And then he ended up getting an exemption to get his license earlier because um, his father couldn't drive and they gave his license at 17 or something. But yeah, he was from Broadie and just just an awesome story. Like he used to have to catch like two or three or four trains sometimes from Broadmeadows. I played for Sandringham. Yeah. So you'd have to get on like two or three different lines just to get yep. to our games and the yeah. coach would have to pick them up from the station. So I had a little bit of experience with the Broadie boys, but very similar kind of feel of Dan and Ong back in the day, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely, man. And I didn't even know how big the basketball culture was in Brody. Brody's massive. I did not Hume know. Hume City now. Yeah. They've renamed it. They did a rebrand and renamed it Hume City. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's happening all around Victoria. Like I was speaking about even like the high school you went to. Go that on. doesn't exist no, anymore. That doesn't exist. You know, I went to Box Forest where, you know, that, like when I tell people I went to Box Forest, they're like, are you all right? Like every time they see it on my resume, I'm like, no, no, it's Glenroy College now. Do you need a hug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, do you need a hug? Are you sure? Like, you know, do you need a scholarship? <laughs> yeah, my Brody had some tough teams, man. And then even in the ABA, which was the, the minor league, when I went to the AAS, we played against them. They were our big rivals and they, they were always tough, rough, physical, talented, a lot of kids that would, you know, fight if they had to. And it was always, always um, tough playing against them. Were you the class clown as a kid? Is that the, where all this comes from? Sort of. I think in like within my classes, I was a class clown, but every like, oh, man, like I think within the boys I was comfortable with, yeah. I was always like, you know, cracking jokes, having a laugh and everything. 
But whenever I caught public transport, being from the northern suburbs, I always just kept to myself. Like, <laughs> just Shut like, up. man, you cracked the wrong joke to the wrong person, man. They're, they're coming after you, 100%. man. Yeah. But we were going after, not going after teachers, but we, you know, making puns at teachers. Because I was that guy. Like, I, I, I was, <laughs> you know, I'm outspoken as it is. Everyone knows that. I say what I think. But in, in high school at times, I would, I would, I would get in trouble because I'd make a, a pun that would, my whole thing was like, can I try to make the whole class laugh on a daily basis? <laughs> <laughs> Which teachers hated. Yeah, they hate it, man. And end up going to timeout like once or twice a month. Detention. Getting pink slips after school detentions. But it was like, that was like my goal. It was like, I, I wasn't a horrible student. was a great student, but yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to make him laugh. The teacher said something stupid or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And <laughs> looking back, I was a bit of a delinquent. But I, I, I mean, most comedians and most people like yourself, those one-liners start somewhere in, in school, I think. Yeah, I think uh, like the first few times that I started was with, um, you know, like we had a English teacher she was shocking at spelling. So every time like, she, like she'd spell something, it'd be wrong. And like I'd call her out on it and she'd fucking hate her, man. She'd be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, like get out, get out, get out of the class. You know, same thing with like art teachers, you know, they'd be like teaching us about Vincent Van Gogh. And I'm like, bro, like we genuinely don't care. Like we're only here to pass, bro. And you know, like they'd hate it, they'd hate it. So like with the people that I was comfortable with, I was always cracking jokes. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, you know, outside, you know, even at home, you know, having two Moroccan parents, you know, like, Muslim religion, so they were like fairly serious as well at home. I couldn't crack the jokes. I think. Oh, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. No, no, no. <laughs> they were like, no, 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 man. Not, not under this roof, man. As long as I'm paying your bills, there was no jokes. But yeah, definitely a class clown. But I really just enjoyed media in general. Like I was a gun at media in high school, like as well. Everything, video editing, music, and anything, anything. Yeah, anything media, man. I just I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I think um, that also helps like with what I'm doing now. Yeah, but you know, like, man, yeah, like looking back, just media media class, anything like product placement, marketing as well. Like I just genuinely enjoyed and, you know, like put those two together, like it makes sense what I do right now. Yeah, it's funny in Australian high school that we have to, you, you kind of want to have kids experience all different subjects, but you kind of know by like eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. And the, to an extent of which which direction you want to go, but they make you do all this, like we're doing, you know. Um, Woodwork. <laughs> Woodwork, yeah, I wasn't great with my hands. My old man's awesome with his hands. I wasn't a big fan. But then you, we're doing history, like the Black Plague, English history. It's like I couldn't give a shit, man. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't, you know what I mean? But then you find a subject like I like geography. It's like learning about the world. I was like, I loved it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just funny that you mentioned that once you find your niche, you just like you kill it in that niche. But then they think you're a fucking delinquent of a student because you hate medi medieval history and you're like, nah, I just hate this subject. You know? Yeah, or like, yeah, like you said, you reach that year nine, year 10. And it's awesome. You sort of figure out like, oh, okay, cool. I can really like do really well in this. And then you meet your career counselor or, you know, like that yeah. one teacher, like they'll also be like, oh, no, nah, man, there's no money in media. Or like they'll just like, like shit, on your dream. Yeah, shit on your dream completely. And I'm just like, fuck, all right. So what do I do now? Um, I knew I didn't want to go uni. Yeah. But, you know, like ev everything that they mentioned was like, no, no, no. Like with government, there's quotas as well. They've got to, you know, make sure a certain amount yeah. of students got to reach a certain amount of marks. So like I sort of see where they were coming from. But yeah, as soon as I hit year 10, they're just like, nah, man. There's no such thing as like work in media. Like unless like Peter Hitchner dies and you take his job, like <laughs> you're not going to get a job in media. That's that's literally all like what it came. That was the conclusion of my conversation with my career counselor or career guidance or whatever. Yeah, I mean, how do you think I felt with basketball? Yeah, I like you. Like, I can't imagine. Oh, like, they, they, they were that. shitting on me. Yeah, did they give it to your life? Oh, mate. Yeah, <laughs> especially because I wasn't, I wasn't a great student, and I'd, I'd make puns and shits to the teachers a little bit. I'd be going to timeout, and they'd just be like, "You think you're gonna be a basketballer?" Like every every time they have a serious combo with me, yeah. it was like, "You're an idiot." 
like statistics say you're not going to make it all the time, all the time, all the time. Especially being in Australia, right? Yeah, and it was like the only NBA player that really stuck was Luke Longley. It was one guy in 25, 30 years of the, of the NBA since the 80s that, that, that literally stuck and then, yeah, it all just kind of came together. But I was I was kind of happy to just play NBA, to be honest, like at yeah. that point. But it was just funny how these teachers like – look, you, you got to get up a balance. Like if you know a kid's like you really aren't that skilled in this, you want to try to help them – get off that road to maybe another road, but there's a way to do it. It's not like, yeah. hey, Teddy, that, that, that's a shit idea. Like, go yeah. do something else. You're just like, what the fuck, are you a teacher? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, your whole job is supposed to, you know, uplift the students and give them some feedback, but sometimes direct it in a, in a way that doesn't crush their dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a good thing about the internet, social media now is like people realize their own potential as well because they see it in others, right? You know, before you probably got drafted, you know, everyone who was playing basketball probably looked and thought, like, fuck, man, there's absolutely no chance. Yeah, and then people like yourself went, like, when you got drafted to the Bucks, it was like, fuck, man, if you can make it, surely there's, like, a, another 10 of us in this <laughs> yeah. country that can make it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's happening right now, you know, with you know, Ben Simmons, Paddy, Josh Giddy, like, everyone that's coming through the ranks. So that's why it's also equally as important, like, for people like yourself and myself to do something with, like, whatever we enjoy because it does open up. Uh, you know, like a bit of representation as well. You know, like being a Croatian from the southeast. Yeah. You know, like it will almost be like, nah, man, you're like you're born to play soccer. Yeah. And that's it. So like when when someone or, like yourself or be a bricklayer. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Labor dig holes. <laughs> Pretty much, man. You know, like born with a high vis vest. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. man. No, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's good, but uh, it's uh, social media definitely does help. Like with making people realize that hey, you know what, your stupid idea might not be a stupid idea with a bit of hard work and the right guidance. You'll definitely be able to make Someone it. Someone like it, yeah. yeah. All right, sticking to social media, Instagram, you got 127K there. TikTok's your your bread and butter, 241K. Facebook, 43K. Now, Teddy, man, Twitter, you got five followers. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I like tweeting because I, I, I like just talking shit with people, but come on, man. Come on, man. 127K, 241K, 43K. Five followers on we, Twitter, brother. We got to migrate them. No, no, no. Honestly, like, <laughs> you stay like, away from uh, it. Uh, nah, it's funny because everyone that I meet, like, they're like, oh man, I see Andrew Berger comments on your stuff, but he's mainly on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but I can't do Twitter. I'm like, I don't know, I feel, I feel like it limits me mm. in a sense of like, you know, like talking shit. Yeah, maybe I could talk a bit of shit. I mean, I, I, you know what, maybe I should get on, get on there, but. Nah, don't get on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard because context, right? Like I, I, I talk, a lot of times, like 90% of the time I'm sitting there, you know, bored, like waiting for my food at a restaurant and I'll put out some tweet, talk some shit with some people and, and the context people just, they can't tell if you're being sarcastic or serious. Like I, I hang a lot of shit on all the COVID shit and all the, all the double standards. And but people think I'm I'm sitting there like angry, oh, and I'm like laughing my ass off. Like look at this dumb shit. Yeah. And I'll put a post out. But people on Twitter, they're just like, it's just so it's, it's so different to Instagram and, and TikTok and all that. You know, I feel like with Twitter, like people who are on there like live there. Mm. Like they think like no other social like people who aren't on Twitter are on every other social media, right? But the people on Twitter are only on Twitter. You know, it's very hard to find someone like yourself who's versatile, who's on Instagram, sees what's going on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and sort of, you know, then make your decision or like write whatever yeah. you want to write because you're pretty consistent on all your, on all I your try social media. Yeah. I, have, I have someone helping out with, with, yeah. with the podcast stuff, um, but I, I generally like to, I like to read a lot. I'm one of those guys that's like, I'm not an expert in any field, but uh, yeah. I think, think I'm competent to talk about many different things just because 
I read a lot, bro. Like I just, I just read random shit. I see articles, and Twitter's good for that, but it's bad for you know. There's just a lot of bananas on there, bro. There's a lot of a lot of people that just fake profiles that just just want to have a crack at you. And I'm one of those one of those guys that have a crack back. So it's yeah. like, okay, you want to have a crack at me? I have a crack back. And then you got people saying, oh, you should take the higher road. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to have a crack at me, let's yeah. go. Like, it's fine. It's in good in good fun. But yeah. I'll, I'll make fun of you, like you made fun of me. But I'm not supposed to do that because I'm high profile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of don't don't fit the the traditional narrative of that. And then people get mad at me and it's like i'm just having fun the same way you know what i mean yeah. but yeah let's i mean the twitter thing yeah i'll, I'll get I'd, to I'd, it no nah, i just thought it was funny I just, <laughs> now i remember you used to do the youtube videos yeah man when you messaged me mm. initially you said you used to watch my youtube videos yeah so when you said you used to watch my games back in the day the milwaukee bucks yeah so i used to you first started on YouTube. It was you weren't still in high school, yeah, or towards yeah, the end, man. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, out of your out of your bedroom, right? Yeah. So I used to watch all those, bro. Because <laughs> what I used to do when I was in the US, so I was at University of Utah, two thousand four five, and then went on to the NBA. Whenever I was homesick, I would literally go on YouTube. I'd type in WOG, and I'd search newest videos with the tag WOG. Yeah. That's how I found you, right? <laughs> so then I found you. Was it called Teddy Says? Uh, Te- no, it was like t- it was like I'm Mr. Teddy, but it was known for like yeah, Teddy Rants. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Teddy. Yeah. So then. Yeah, that's that's how so I ran into you, you know, 10, 10 odd years ago. I'm like, this guy's fucking hilarious. Like, just it was kind of the same kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then you disappeared, man. What happened? You just kind of, you, you, I mean, obviously, we'll get to what you, what else you do outside of outside of comedy and the videos, but yeah. yeah, you just disappeared. And then I was like, I got on Instagram and then found out, I was like, fuck yes, he's back. Yeah. And then, so like, <laughs> me and my wife watch your videos. Like, but yeah, it's just a funny story how small the world is. I, 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 was, I was a follower of yours before anyone really even knew about you. Yeah, man. So those were the days, you know, like the videos that I made then were great for them. Like, you know, they crashed it on um, YouTube and everything, you know, the wild comedy and everything. Like I try and steer a bit of clear. Like I try and keep it very general now. Whilst back then, like the wild comedy was in, um, you know, there was super wild at the time as well. You know, he sort of took a break and I found that, you know, that little bit of a gap to sort of slide in and be, you know, the next, next, like next wild YouTuber, right? But in different contexts, you know, not acting, just, talking about experiences that we all grew up with. So, you know, I did YouTube for about a couple of years. That was really, really good. And then like towards the end, I think just, I think being young, um, you know, no, like, like I didn't have a team behind me, right? Yeah, like now I do have a bit of a team. You know, I have, I have my wife, you know, I've got, you know, people around me or people like yourself that I can reach out to and be like, hey, bro, like, you know, I want to venture in this. What do you think? Yep. So I always had, you know, like now I have people around me, but what's back then there wasn't many creators. You know, what's now if I have like an idea, I could just message like John Bernard, like who oh, I know you follow. Yeah. That I'm like, oh hey, bro, what what do you think we should like? Should I do this? And they'll be like, yeah, you know, I can reach out to you. Um, I reached that two year point. Um, the ideas were sort of running dry, and I'm like, you know what? I either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's what usually happens <laughs> yeah, on YouTube, yeah. right? People keep going, and then it becomes a bit scripted. It yeah, becomes yeah, a bit yeah. silly. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about that. So I just took a complete break. I started traveling, um, working, did a bit of study as well. Um, once I traveled, saw a bit of the world, um, worked, um, worked at the airport, worked as a barista. Did you? At yeah, the airport? At the airport for two years. Melbourne man. Airport. Melbourne Airport, man. So I was there for two years, like <laughs> saw so many people. It was the wildest experience, man. Yeah. Um, worked in community services. So I worked um, in employment services. So with Centrelink yeah. for two years, that was a wild experience as Do well. What, box ticking if they get their doll or not? Like one Pretty much, stuff? yeah. Really? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> man, and uh, the people that I was managing was like borderline, like post- prison release and refugees as well. Yeah. I did like a year and a half of that. And then I did six months of what they'll like, they'll consider a stream B. So stream B would be like disadvantaged in the community. However, like, 
disadvantaged. Yeah. In, yeah. in quotation marks, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, well, whatever they consider disadvantaged, but like the, whatever the government considers disadvantaged. Mm. Someone hasn't worked in six months, they're considered disadvantaged. Someone gets, you know, like some sort of a, you know, like a headache from, you know, like stepping outside that's a disadvantage, <laughs> like whatever, right? Um, I did that for a bit. That was super interesting. And then I got married. Got married, had daughters, and then up until like probably like the last lockdown, man, it was dark even like thinking about the lockdown. Um, just, yeah, like I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I turned to my wife. I'm like, I'm going to start making videos again. I just got back into it. Really? Yeah, that's it. Like just hopped on Instagram. Uh, there was a bit of rumors that like Instagram is going to be pumping Instagram reels. Um, but like they trying to take on TikTok. You know, TikTok has taken the world by storm. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably a good, you know, like catch the wave early type of vibe. Um, jumped on Instagram reels and the rest is history. No, it's awesome, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a long, it's a long journey. So you're you just working in different service industries. You don't, you don't have your own business. What are you doing right now? Right now, I'm in the fitness industry. So I worked oh, yeah. in the fitness industry straight out of high school. Yep. And then I went back to it probably about a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, so far. So just working at a gym, own your own gym. Um, manage, manage, man, manage for Derma Gym. Oh, nice. So I manage their second biggest facility, which is I think the second biggest gym in Australia. Really? Yeah, that's it. And Derma. And we got a basketball court, so you got to come. Oh, really? Man. Full yeah. size. Ah, uh, no, no, half, half court, man. Half yeah, court, yeah, half court. That's better for me, bro. I can, I can barely move these days. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, man, what was your dream? Like, I'm talking like primary school going into high school. We know that you said you you were good at you know media, and, and that was kind of going to yeah. be a niche. But growing up, what was what was Teddy's dream as a young fella? As a young fella, honestly, like you know, my mum works in disability, so I've always saw myself in the community services. Um, so I sort of wanted to, wanted to become a teacher. But I never really got around it. Like I realized like becoming a teacher, as as I got into high school, you realize that there's a lot of box ticking for teachers, yep. you know, overworked, underpaid. And I'm just like, man, if I'm going to provide value of some sort, becoming a teacher probably isn't going to be the best service. Or maybe I could just like live life for four or five years. And, um, you know, like by the time I'm 24, 25, if, if I still want to become a teacher, I'll do it. So I went into high school assuming that, oh, you know what, I'll either go into community services or teaching. Didn't go down the teaching route, so I just went to community services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, man. I mean, it's yeah, teaching's. I mean, I I think we undervalue what they do. Um, they're, they're basically they're with your kids more than you are as a parent, right? So sure. it's like we need to, you know, public schooling system's got its pros and cons, but I've always been kind of, I've always said that teachers should be paid much more than they are, significantly yeah, more, man, because they, they they hold the keys to the. To a child's future, like yeah. if you, you get a bad old bit of teacher that that doesn't love their job and just there for the you know on three years from pension or whatever, yeah, it can create huge impact on your kids, right? For um, sure. And I experienced some of those growing up through primary school and, and secondary. You know, teachers that just didn't see. You know, this kid is is a you know like for me, for instance, the kid's a bit wild. He's a bit of a nutter every now and then. Yeah. But once we can get him to something that's passionate, get him on the tracks towards something that he loves, he's fantastic. So my job as a teacher is to poke and prod and figure out. How do we get you on that track to something you're passionate about? Not just like, oh, you hate this or so you're an idiot, you know, which is some teachers are like that. They think, oh, you're not listening. It's like, no, maybe the kids or, or the kid has issues at home. The parents are, you know, maybe non-speaking uh, English. Definitely, um, man. Maybe there's some violence happening at home, maybe whatever, right? Um, but that's, I think our teachers definitely should be paid more than they are because, you know, they hold, they hold our kids' future in their hands, man. Definitely, man. They're severely underpaid and I think they're also underrated, like, there's no resources, man. Mm. You know, I went to a high school where we had like eight subjects to choose from whilst every person that I speak to now, like they're like, oh yeah, my high school had 20 subjects to choose from. And I'm like, so we had a school of like, let's say a thousand students. So those thousand students compared to the thousand students that are at another high school, probably like a few streets down, 
have two completely different opportunities, Always, which you know, yeah. like will like will hinder anyone that's mm-hmm. in that school, right? Yeah. And you know that, like you said, that's the key to the future. And if you know, it's like, how can I explain it? You know, I grew up with boys that are like, oh no, no, I'm Lebo. I'm, I'm born to be a tradie. Like you know, my dad's a tradie, yeah. my brother's a tradie. I'm gonna drop out in year ten, become a tradie. And it's like, bro, you don't have to become yeah. a tradie, man. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you can do something else, man. It's okay for you to. <laughs> work for Centrelink. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. Like, just do anything, right? But you know, like, without the resources, they'll really never know. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, and my, I was probably similar. My, I mean, Croatians are a little bit different, um, or Balkans. That their whole thing was like, don't be like me. Don't do something with your hands and breaking your back. Don't do a labor job. Work just with your brain. Work with your brain. Like that was the whole thing. Work with yeah. your brain or sport. Sport yeah. or work with your brain. Like yeah. don't be like me. Yeah. Even though like I felt my father, you know, worked his nuts off for us. Like yeah. own business, mechanic, good times, bad times, recessions. But they were always like, don't be like me, you know. Was Have it? my work ethic. Yeah. But don't don't use your hands and break your back because you, you had neck issues from being a mechanic yeah. and all that kind of shit. But it makes sense, man. Being Balkan background, did that like that like was were yeah. your family supportive of you doing basketball instead of soccer? Yeah, no, they were cool. <laughs> My dad was a soccer player, yeah. um, big brute soccer player, six four. But yeah, they, they were fine. Um, you know, everyone knows this story, but I did gymnastics first. Nah, but, yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> oh, I hated it, man. So my sister's five years older than me. Yeah. So she started gymnastics at about eleven or ten or eleven. Yeah. So I'm the five-year-old little brother. Yeah. Parents, genius idea. We'll just drive them to one spot, drop them off instead of two different spots. Perfect. Fucking doing balance beam and bars and shit. Hated it. Get you in leggings. Hated it. Oh, I hated it, bro. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. And um, the only thing I liked was a trampoline. <laughs> Run running to the trampoline, <laughs> which you do for about one minute of the 60-minute session. So I hated that. Told my parents I hate it, don't want to do it. So then when they did some taekwondo, some martial arts, which every kid kind of did. That's every one kid. For like like a year. (laughs) And then like, you know, you're doing all the the routine and, you know, the blocks and the punches. And then we went first sparring session. Some kids doing all the routines on me. Clipped me a few times, just like, you know, nothing, nothing major because you weren't supposed to strike. I just got mad and kicked in the stomach. Guy goes down. I'm like, oh, I'm done with Taekwondo. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then basketball, man. And um, yeah, I just, I said, I want to do basketball because I was watching it. It was big on TV back then. They had yep. the NBL and the NBA on every weekend and just said, I want to do this. And my old man, old lady's like, listen, if you change sports one more time, this is it. Like, yep. this shit costs money. It's expensive. There's fees. There's this, there's that. And I said, I'm good with it. Like, put me in basketball. And kind of that was it. And then they, you know, had to drive me everywhere and do all that stuff and some weekends, five, six, seven games a weekend, man, with trainings and whatnot. And when it became full time, it became full time, bro. So yeah. I was yeah, it's pretty pretty hardcore, man. So just one of those things. But um nice. I saw you brought the office here where you record from. Yeah, you know, man. The old trusty Mazda. The Mazda. Yeah, baby seats. Um so you got two young girls, huh? Two young girls, How man. How old? Blessed. Um fuck man, they're almost two and three. Um I think in like two weeks, man. Two and three. Two and three, yeah. Oh, so you had them real close. Um, yeah, and I had them back to back, man, which do not recommend. That's what we did as well. Yeah. yeah. Two boys, yeah, <laughs> two. 18 months apart. Oh, man. It's good and bad. I yeah. think it's good because they have someone to play with. Like, See, that's what I thought, but now it's like the UFC at my house, man. Yeah, same, some same, days. same. But it's, they'll have like an hour of sensational yep. and then there'll be like a 10-minute block where they're just throwing punches and you're like, yeah. what are you doing? You're, like everything was so good <laughs> and the smallest thing will set them off, but the best is like now – Starting to notice the three-year-old just trolling the shit out of the five-year-old. Like start, he'll start like doing little shit to him, saying little shit, pissing him off. Yeah. And then we'll pick it up. But then sometimes we blame the, the older one, but we're starting to pick up now. He's throwing little jabs in there and stuff. It's, it's hilarious, man. But I think it is better to have him close. It's a blessing, man. It's, it's definitely like it's not for the faint-hearted, right? There are a lot of people no, that no. will have it, like have it, you know, go into like postnatal depression or anything like that. It is hard, man. But 
like once you get to that, to like uh, after their the youngest is one, like they both start walking, then it just becomes a lot easier. You know, one like the older one guides the younger one. I'm pretty sure it's probably the same for you. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's yeah, they're, they're and they're just so different. That's what's good about like having two kids that age. They're completely different. I mean, I might I was my gap between my sister and I was probably two too much to be that close to each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she Five was already years, yeah. yeah, she was already in high school when I was in primary school, and then she was almost out of the house when I was in high school. So. It was kind of a bit of a disconnect there, and I was doing sports. She wasn't at that point, um, but yeah, when you have them close together, I think it, it definitely helps. But it's there's a lot of observational humor within that. I see you got the baby Parents, seats, yeah, the baby man. seats oh, in the back, definitely, man. Like it's funny because every single time I make a video outside of the car, people are like, no, 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 don't, 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 and I'm like, man, imagine I invested in like a studio. And then like only for everyone to just turn their back on me and be like, no, nah, I'm not watching your videos really. anymore unless you go back to the car. So, you know, like I have fun with that. And um, yeah, man, the old trusty studio. Yeah, nah, it's- Studio on wheels. Are you lo- you're looking to set up a studio though, right? In the future, in the future man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, that's definitely a goal, man. That, in, like in an ideal world, that would be super, man. Yeah, like I mean- just, just to have my own space, right? As you know, with kids, man, it's man, very hard to do anything bro. at home. Like imagine we're doing this at home, man. No, well, so, so <laughs> at our house, I do a lot of pods from the house yeah. and that's the thing. Like I, on, on, we record the basketball pod on Sundays, I basically have to kick the wife and kids out of the house because they're a real echoey house and they, they go get lunch or go to the park or whatever. Um, but then if I have to do – like so I get a guest on, it's like, oh, they can only do this time. I'm like, shit, I can't – I don't want to keep yeah. booting the kids out of the house. It's like, hey, 7.30 p.m. bedtime, can you guys leave the house for two yeah. hours? So I 100% agree with you, man. Like I'm working on setting up a space as well where I can just get to it any time and I think it, it definitely helps. But the car for now, it works. Uh, yeah, it works for now. Um, you know, got, got, got Should do guests things. in the car. Yeah, definitely. Like that last video I did with John Bernard was in yeah, his yeah. car, I think, or his brother's car. Yeah. And like that worked out very well. Um, I've been told like if I do a podcast, I should do it in a car. But I'm like, ah, no, nah, that would probably be a bit dangerous. Oh, it'll be, yeah, a couple of hours in a, in a car would do your head in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I feel like an Uber driver or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, no chance, man. Are you going to venture into other, other avenues, other projects with your comedy? So obviously we know, you know, Super Wog, he's, he's – he, he did, he's done a stage show, a few of them. He's gone into TV. Yep. Sushi Mango, same kind of journey. They've gone big now with the stage shows that go national. They're doing a good job with that. Um, and I guess there's a risk there, you know, with with going on to on stage when you go from those small video clips. We spoke off air about it where, you know, you can edit it, you can put it together, you can write it, you can do five or six shoots. When you're on stage, TV a little bit different. When you're on stage, that's it. You, you fuck up. Like you fuck up, you know what I mean? And there's that added pressure and it's not – 30 40 seconds it's it's 20 minutes 30 minute sets an hour whole stage show but are you looking towards going towards that is that is that i assume a goal down the line yeah definitely you know you get your you know your bigger talents or bigger content creators like superwog sushi mango who've you know and you can even put ibi up there as well you know them three have sort of like set a precedent right where you know superwog has done like pretty much has done stage tv Mm -hmm. youtube and like small clips every now and then Got Sushi Mango, who's gone on stage as well. They've crashed that, like, I'm pretty sure they did Rod Laver or John Kane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. Think, yeah, like sold one, out, yeah. Yeah, sold out. So, you know, like, that sets up, like, a very high benchmark. Um, you know, the goal is to eventually, you know, start small and then sort of build up from there. Stand-up comedy would be ideal. You know, I'm aiming for the Melbourne Comedy Festival next year. I just missed out on this year's one. Um, so I'll probably do Comedy Festival and Fringe Festival. Yep. Um, you know, or I could go the same way that Ibi did and sort of just go like privately, you know, just like make my own gig, get my own venue and just sell that out. 
and, you know, just get the people that actually watch my stuff and won't, you know, like with co- the problem with comedy festival and the French festival is you'll get some people that are like, oh, you know, that guy looks funny. I'll go like check him out, right? And then, you know, you get like 500 people in there and probably like 50 to 100 that don't have, have actually never watched your content, right? Or, you know, gotcha, like, yeah, yeah. or like they're like just work invited them. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, let's go to the comedy festival. Who's on tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah Teddy's on. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Um, TV, I've got probably like little to no interest. Um, mm. It's no secret how much, um, like even with um, Superwog, you know, they did the first season and then the second season. And I think what had happened was, and this is, like I'm happy to speak about this because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, I think like throughout the second season, it was like a few, I won't say gatekeepers, but almost like, should we talk about this? Uh, or, oh, no, you know, you, oh, you know, do you feel like it's right to say this? And he's or, AB, it was ABC, right? ABC. And yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Enough said. Like, the look <laughs> on your face said it all. So, you know, like you get some people like, you know, you get a, like a 70-year-old guy that will come out like from, you know, like the panel or whatever will come down and be like, actually, we shouldn't speak about this or, you know, we should speak, like we should speak mm-hmm. about it, but speak about it like this. And, you know, that could be taken a million different ways, right? And I think after the second season, they probably got turned off. That's what I've been told. Um, they just got completely turned off. And yes, yeah, so. we can see it. You, can, you kind of see it. I've, I've watched them all. You can kind of see some of the. You can tell some of the. They look tired, man. That it just it went it went it went a different path that second season. Like the, there was some weirdness in some of the episodes. Yeah, like they still had the funny observational wog stuff a little bit, but yeah. that's his bread and butter, man. Like of course, man. And it was kind of going more towards that ABC style of like yeah, you like, know. And you're just like, oh, that's that's not their brand. Like, why would you sign them if you want them to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you call a TV show Superwog? Yeah. And then, like, you know, try and, like, bring in, like, all these, you know, ideologies or exactly. whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and, like, they're not bad ideologies, right? Just not for that show. Exactly. You've got enough of that on 23 hours a day on, <laughs> yeah. your, on ABC. You don't exactly. need it for another hour. That, that's what yeah. I found strange. The first season was decent and the second season I was like, ah. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, his, his videos are great. But it's – it just – well, we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. It's, it's pushed this now because I think people have moved away from traditional media um, in a sense where they like unedited, raw, sometimes controversial. Hey, I make mistakes, man. I'm going to say some yeah. wild shit sometimes. Yeah. Bad luck. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, yeah. It is what it is. You make yeah. a mistake and you move on. Yeah. Because we're recording, it's kind of like the Joe Rogan thing. Like he records with people for three and a half hours, bro. Of course he's going to say something eventually that someone doesn't like or he's controversial or he makes a mistake on a yeah. stat or something. But three and a half hours, whereas TV, it's like, yeah, they, they can edit everything out to the millimeter. Yeah. And like you said, someone comes out of the woodwork, oh, we can't say that. We're going to take that out. Let's shoot that again another 50 yeah. fucking times. Yeah. But I think people appreciate the realness and rawness. Yeah, it's towing the line. But I think that's the way it's going. Instagram, TikTok, podcasts, this, that, because- it's it's normal everyday people shooting shit that are just just talking, man. Definitely, man. Alternative media is definitely the future, especially like after everything that we've sort of been through, we've sort of realized that, or maybe like we've just grown up and realized that, hey, you know what? Everything that's being portrayed to us isn't actually what it is, or it is what it is, but it's sort of steered in a way of, hey, like it's meant to, it's, it sounds like this, even though it's actually like this, like that instead. So yeah, like to, like after hearing that Superwog story, I'm just like, fuck, man. That's why they looked just so tired and like, <laughs> and they weren't right, doing like, much neither. Yeah, like between those those two seasons, you didn't nah, really. See, he wasn't nothing on YouTube, man. Nothing. I don't know if that was in his agreement where they're like, we don't want you to do any any of your own yeah, videos keep on YouTube, that as exclusive as yeah. possible. Yeah, and he wasn't doing stage show. Like it's like yeah, they they, they literally look worn out, and you're yeah. just like, fuck, it's such a shame because hopefully they can get it back up and going because they're one of the, one of the goats, I think, of of, of what we do, man. man. You know, like you, you know, you, you look back. And like most wog, like new school wog, like yeah. <laughs> put aside the yeah. OGs, OGs of the game, right? You got, you know, you got your super wog, and then you got your sushi mango, 
like like you know they're up there they're the pinnacle right now and you know like more you know for creators like myself and many others you know it's it's funny because like I'm not Aussie enough for traditional media but I'm not like wog enough to be like like the OGs so you know that's the sort of path that I'm taking and you know it'll be slow but steady and as long as I remain true to myself keep the right people around me um, yeah, which is yeah. strange with ABC and, and SBS especially because that's all it was back in the day. It was like- <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I used to watch SBS to try to see a titty or something yeah. <laughs> when, you were, when you were 12 years old. But for the most part, like it was it was pr- promoting people like yourself. It was, that's what you, but now it's kind of gone, oh, they might be a bit offensive. It's like, yeah, but that's that's part of what culture. It's part of what we're talking about. It's it's real life. It's just funny how those those two channels specifically were channels I watched as a kid for that very reason. Because you, you felt like, and Channel 31 was the other one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, of course, man. That was like full, like, full <laughs> that was like budget mode, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, it's interesting how it's changed, man. I talked to a lot of people about it. And then that's why I started the podcast because I was like, I got offers to do a podcast yeah. with a few networks um, to do it with some, I'm not going to name who they were, but famous athletes to do a collab, this, yeah. that. And I was just sitting there thinking like, I don't want someone sitting behind my shoulder saying, oh, you can't say that. Yeah. Oh, that's one of our sponsors. Yeah. That's offensive to them. Or it's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. We've had we've had sponsorship opportunities, which we've turned down to date. We're, we're always looking, but I don't want a sponsor that's then going to say, you can't say this or you can't say that. Or, yeah. or so, we'd prefer you not to, like they or, word it like that. Like or, we'd prefer. All these these bedwetters online, they, they, you know, they start to, you know, form and then bombard a brand saying, he said this on the podcast. Why are you sponsoring him? Which has happened to me. You know, how about Joe Rogan? Yeah, like, same thing. You know, like yeah, if, if everyone's bombarding the UFC, being like, oh, he said this, he said that. You know, you got like yourself. You know, like for someone to turn around to a brand, like, come on, man. You know, well, like, like if, if a brand is there to back someone, it's there to back someone, fulfill your contract, and then maybe at the end of it, you know what, we might not see eye to eye on certain things and move on. And you know, that sort of stopped me from you know taking on board some because you know just like they've got their interests. Our heart as well, right? Like, you know, every sponsorship that's going to come, right, they're going to get exposure to their brand. However, you know, their board or their CEO or whoever owns it has their interests as well. But I think that that's the weird thing about social media and getting into all of it is you realize, well, media full stop, there is no matter how much you sort of try and like, you know, like get certain sponsorships or certain things, the people behind them will always have a certain interest. And mm. like, it's not necessarily bad, right? There's some people that just have different interests and, you re- like as as you filter through them, you realize that man, not not everything that glitters is gold, man. Yeah, and what you realize to your point earlier about about social media, like Twitter especially, which is where most of the pylons happen, is it's such a small percentage of the actual community. And brands think that like you know you got Joe Blow who starts a hundred accounts bombarding a brand. They're like, oh my god, we you know we're trending for whatever reason. And you're like, no one in the community gives a shit generally. Okay. And I, I test this with my mates, like oh everyday mates. That, that work everyday jobs, laborers, run cafes, this, that. And I was like, let me let me try just talk about some shit that's trending on Twitter with these people and just – and they have no idea. Yeah. Like they have no – what are you talking about? Like even with with some of the, 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 the athletes, the trans athletes now with the transitioning where, you know, uh, there's a swimmer in the US, uh, the, the, the male swimmer now who's transitioned to female um, in the NCAA. Yeah. was like 400th in um, – in the male in, in male NCAA okay. goes to women, he's like lap like basically lapping him, like smashing oh, of course, him. Yeah. Right? You talk to them about that, they have no idea. They don't what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean a man's now a woman? Like they have no idea. But yeah. you go on social media and you're like, it's the biggest thing ever, man. For sure, Sport, man. Or, you know, scandals, this, that. They have no idea, man. And that's what I always go back. It's it's maybe 10% of the population that's on there, but when they bombard a brand, the brand thinks, fuck, we're in trouble here. And it's like, 
No one cares, man. Yeah, no, no it's, it's not really that deep. No, it's not. It's not. It's like, and that's what I mean with Twitter. Like, people live there and they think that's their reality. And it's like, bro, like, it's, how can I explain it? Like, people will meet me and they'll be like, oh, man, you're so chill and reserved. I'm like, bro, you've seen a one minute clip on me <laughs> and fucking judge my whole personality on it, exactly, man. Yeah. You know, it's just like, um, you know, like obviously people see you comment on my stuff or like share my stuff and people will be like, oh man, you know, Andrew Burger, this, Andrew Burger, that. And I'm like, bro, but like, you know, you, like you just see one story he shares and just assume that. Yeah. And I'm like, have you tried having a conversation? Like, just maybe just message him and just be like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't right or this isn't wrong. I'm like, but at the end of the day, he's stuck, like, he's consistent with what he says. And this is like, you know, like, Everything he said, he is not like, you know, the problem with social media is a lot of people track back. Yeah. They'll say something and then they'll retract, say something, then retract. And there's a lot of hypocrites there. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't think you guys realize like what Andrew Berg is saying is genuinely what he's thinking, bro. Like it's <laughs> exactly. not, like, it's, it's not there like thinking like, oh, like you said earlier on off air, like you're not there sitting pissed off like, oh man, I've got to. It's yeah. like, bro, like you just get like some sort of downtime when you post it. Yeah, having a but, laugh. Yeah, but people genuinely feel like they've got to base your whole life and personality based on whatever they say. But online. it's still online. That's what kills me, bro, because it's like- Brands too, man. When I, when I walk around, I go shopping centers, streets with my kids, whatever. Like I've only had one bloke that was at an NBL game that, that I almost went to blows with because he was just yeah. heckling me, heckling me yeah. during, during the game when I was sitting in the box, right? One- 99.9% is positive interaction, man. Yeah, of course. And I think, look, man, it's it's okay for you and I to have different opinions yeah. and still sit at the same table and have a conversation. Be an adult. Be an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like let's say, let's just talk about like, like you know, the election that's coming up right now. You could vote for XYZ. I could vote for ABC. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. Like but That's what we've come, man. It's opinions. become so toxic with everything. Um, Division. I don't know if COVID's, you know, poured more fuel on it. I think it has, but it's like- like yeah, if you, if you believe in this, I got no problem with it. Like, yeah. but I don't have to believe it. Yeah, of and course, vice man. versa. Like, yeah. that's what children do, bro. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's high like, school, you're, man. You're, you're friends with them now. Like, fuck you. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> we can have separate ideologies, religions. For you sure. Know, you go to sexuality. You go to race. You go to whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, we gotta get on, get on with it. But yeah, I always always find it funny. I just don't think social media people don't realize social media is not real life. And, and when you, I test getting out in the community, and now people might say, "Look, shit, people are intimidated by you." So <clears throat> the people that are talking shit to you online, which probably is the case, I'm gonna come up to you in the street and say the yeah. same shit, which is a problem in itself. Don't say it online, then. Yeah, of course, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah, come come say that. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna punch her, but like, you know, well, from the southeast, you might. Yeah, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. I could have that that Balkan red moment where things just go dark for about a minute. <laughs> She starts chairs start flying and stuff, but <laughs> the inner dandelion comes out. That's it. Yeah, no, nah, but um, those those stereotypes definitely definitely ring true to an extent sometimes. Uh, even though we don't like to stereotype people, I can stereotype myself and say we see red a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine, especially in that like zero point one, uh, yeah, zero point one percent moment that so like someone keeps heckling you. It's like, bro, like is this really the right time? But what if you're having a bad day? Yeah, exactly, that's man. And that's why I don't take any comments online too serious. You know, like I've got like over hundreds of videos online and there's there are bad comments on there. And I'm just like, bro, like someone could just be having a shit day and come across my video and I'm the person that they happen to lay into. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you, But it's you really also with, with comedy and with your videos, it's like you could say, you know, someone watches your videos, laughs at 99% of it where you're taking the piss out of these people, those people, coffee shops, yeah. whatever. And then the 1% hits home for them. It's like, oh, you're a bigot. Oh, oh your comedy's terrible. You suck. And you're like, what about, like, I was just laying into people that run coffee shops. So I was laying, laying into fast food shops. Like, that was all fine. Yeah. yeah? 
you know, <laughs> announce this has hit you a little bit and yeah. it's like, oh, you, let's cancel Teddy. You're and a think, bad person. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I think the problem is. You got to, especially in the, with, you know, comedy is comedy, man. Like comedy is supposed to push the line where you are somewhat uncomfortable yeah. at times, but you're like, shit, that is funny because it's true. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, these are things we've got to talk about, you know, like that's what free speech is all about. Everyone sort of like has a say. And then, you know, like after that, it's all good. Especially if you can do it with humor, man. Yeah, like, oh, of course. And man. you got to laugh at yourself. Like I take the piss out of myself more than anyone, right? Like I, that's what people understand. Like, yeah, I go at it with people, but I can take the piss out of myself. I'm fucking seven foot, walk from Dandenong, you know, I've made, I got expelled from school. Like yeah. it is what it is, man. I'm that's happy to talk it. about life, it. Did yeah. a lot of dumb shit as a kid, which I've spoken about on my podcast. Had, you know, uh, silly little business things in high school where I was doing dodgy shit, you know, <laughs> trying to make a buck, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that course. we do as kids. But that's a reality. But I'm not going to lie about it now because I'm somebody. Yeah. It is part of my journey. Of and course, like, yeah. I think, you know, you got to talk about it, man, and have, have a laugh about it. And that used to be Australian, the Australian way, Australian culture, but it's just changed a little bit now. It's like everyone just wants to be offended and this and that. Like, get, yeah, you can be offended for a minute or two, then fucking get on with it, man. Like, there's bigger problems in the world. So I watched the podcast with uh, Sad Guru and Joe Rogan, and it's like, if I swear at you in Indian, you're not going to take offense to it because you don't know what I'm saying. He's like, so like the point that he was trying to get at was you're only offended, like you only get offended because it's your reaction, not because of what I said. And I'm like, fuck man, that's so true. Like we say a lot of things online and you know, not like, right, 10, well, at least for me and probably yourself, 10 times out of 10, I'll just scroll past. Like, right? yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah. oh, you, you, you say something different to me. Cool, I'll just keep scrolling. Yeah. But some people just genuinely stop and they're like, nah. I've got to get offended. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunately what the internet is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's quite funny. It's a funny observation, especially with comedy, because, you know, I've got my father in law, obviously, he's involved in the Comics Lounge. I told you. Um, so he, he sees all sides, all sides of it. He's got the best stories. Um, you know, especially in Melbourne, there's a lot of a lot of these comedians that are now, you know, they turn the line whichever way, and he tells me great stories about them. So I have a lot of ammo on people that, that go at me. <laughs> <laughs> that people don't even realize. I just keep it in my back pocket for a rainy day. And, you never know. And, and it's happened in the past. It's yeah. happened recently. People go at me and I'll, I'll have something on them and I'm just like, bang, go back. And then they're like, oh, how could you say that? How could you do this? And it's just like, it's like oh. But yeah, I think it's I think it's funny. And I think we we have to laugh about it. Uh, makes you uncomfortable. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of my best mates is Serbian, which I shouldn't have a Serbian mate, oh. right? Traditionally, right? And he always talks about it. He's like, why can't I get offended about everyone thinking Balkan people are violent? He goes, it's fucking true for the most part, but well, I can walk around being like, are you saying I'm violent because I'm from the Balkans? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a fair point, right? Like yeah, he's like, course. he makes that point at work because they, you know, they have to do a, a certain number of these box tick classes about, you know, offensive stuff and this and that. And he's just like, I could, I could technically walk around being offended, but where is that going to get me? You know, you, you got you to live your life. What about, uh, so you, with your videos and that, you, you talk about, you, you got some deals now right now. Are you, are you making money from those videos? Are they- so, yeah, sort of here and there. Um, you know, you just got to be very selective with, um, you know, who you choose to partner up with. Um, there's been a couple of brand deals here and there, but all of them have been one-off. Um, nothing, you know, like Consistent, ongoing. Yeah, no contracts? Could, yeah, no contracts. Um, you know, lucky for me, I haven't been tied to any sort of company. Sort of just put, putting a few fiddlers out there and see- you know, see what I can get and, um, you know, if something like really lines up and works out like, because yes, it's social media content. Yes, it's comedy and everything. But then again, there's the aspect of, hey, if I want to take this full time, there's got to be some sort of consistency as well in yeah. terms of like income and everything. So right now, whilst I'm still in the fitness industry, I can sort of like pick and choose. And then there'll come a time where if something does line up and it's like perfect for the brand and perfect for me because I want it to be mutual as well, like value 100%. mutual. Yeah, not just them giving me like a lot of sponsorships are like, yeah, we'll give you money. 
And then like the talent will just sit there and be like, yep, all right, cool. I'll do Done. this. Yeah, like yeah. I'll just do that. And it's like, nah, like how can I help your brand grow as well? Yeah. Because when it comes to social media, like we've got to grow together. It's not a thing of, um, you know, you still you're just be passionate about it, right? Like you Definitely. still have that creativity where you, f- you feel like it's still you, where it's not like tap on a shoulder. Because then that's the worst when you've got someone that's telling you what to do. It takes away that fun and that passion of it. And then what's the point in doing it, right? You're Definitely. just going back to the fitness industry. Of course. And I feel like I'm still in, in a growth phase. Um, you know, like my channels are still growing and like the projected growth is only like just getting higher and higher. So, you know, like my goal was to be on 150K followers by the end of this year. Now that's bumped up to 200K because, you know, like I've had a massive boost um, in terms of, um, you know, like putting videos out there and, you know, if they crash it, then the more people come to it and, you know, like I'm doing no harm to anyone. So, you know, like like everyone's always welcome, like the audience is always there, but I just want to grow, grow that before I actually set out there, go on stage or like if I do set up a podcast or like whatever I do venture in, I want everyone's full backing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got almost, what, 400K total now across all platforms, right? Yeah, of course, man. So, yeah, smashing that. Yeah, um, but I think it's important to set goals. I mean, I set the same goal for this podcast. My goal was a million listens um, within the first year. We, we hit just under that. We hit 900. It took us about 14, 15 months to get to a million. But yeah. I think you want to set goals and, and I failed just under, but it gives me now another goal for the next year. And I think Definitely. that's very, very important. But I, um, I know your basketball podcast crashes because it's always getting quoted. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, we, we <laughs> every time I'm on Facebook, they're like, Andrew Berger has said this on his podcast. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. He's which getting is, another guy. Which is interesting because I don't do, I don't pay for any promo. I want to do it all organically. I don't, I'm not really aligned. The Daily Telegraph promotes it a little bit because I have a deal with them, but it's not for the podcast because I write articles for them. Yeah. Um, but I generally have, haven't gone to market and said, here's 10 grand, promote my podcast. Yeah. Or, and, and I think it's a harder way to do it, but I've got enough of a brand to start with that. It helps, but um, what's interesting for me is most basketball fans, at least in Australia, don't agree with my kind of voice politically. <laughs> so, yeah, but see, so, like, they can't say past that. So yeah, so like I, I feel like I'm pretty smart basketball-wise, like a little basketball IQ, good observations, but they can't go past that. So they're like, oh no, but he he thinks this politically, so I'm not going to support the basketball thing, yeah. but I don't care. So if I, was, if I wanted to blow this up to go to the moon, I would have been like all for every cause, fist yeah. to the sky. Or even just zip. Zip like, it yeah. and just do my basketball. Yeah. I don't have three, two, three, four times the listeners, but I don't. It doesn't worry me. It's like I'd rather have people that enjoy my opinion. Um, but I have some people that are kind of you know don't agree with everything politically. But like I love your basketball podcast, but it's kind of surreal. Like going to the gym, a boy comes up to me, headphones in, he goes, "I got your podcast on right now while I'm listening," and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck, that's fucking pretty cool." Like that would be awesome. Built from scratch, you know what I mean? So, Definitely. Um, so are you, you still self-managing at this point? Yeah, of course, man. You and the wife, you said? Your wife's um, involved yeah, as well? Yeah, pretty much. My wife is pretty hands-on. Um, like anything, social media, everything is all me. However, like video ideas and, you know, just even just certain deals, I'll just like run through her, uh, like just to make sure that it's like ethically the right thing. Because, you know, having a family, you want your family to look back at your legacy or like whatever you do and sort of be proud of, you know, like what you've said or like, you know, what you've done or any deals you've signed, like... Bro, like I could leave this building right now and sign deals to take content creation full time, but it doesn't line up. You know, like yeah. I don't want to be there with a fucking massage gun or like skincare. <laughs> fucking imagine my hairy leg on a on a on a stool waxing, being like waxing, yeah. bro. Do waxing. All right, man. If if anyone from Nair or anything is listening to this, man, you're more than welcome to reach out. Um, but um, yeah, like I, you know, there are like there's lots of money to be made, but then again, you got to be you, and that's what I always say about you, yourself, right? 
like yeah he like yeah he says ABC but he's consistent across the board mm. and I'm sure if you meet him in person he'll tell you the same thing to your face mm. so you know I'm, try- I'm trying to be consistent with my socials as well you know like the recent thing that I did with Volks um, before to promote his fight and the same thing you know like I enjoy the UFC so it was like a no brainer of course you know anything sport related man I'll jump like you know head first into it no that, that's it's a great mindset to have because it's a rare breed man like so good on you man because there's not many people that that can turn down that you know six digit figure or 50k for this or 40k but you gotta you gotta bow to us a little bit there's not many people that do that these days especially on instagram or, or, or social influencers like you see some yeah. social influencers they'll, they'll promote a skincare lotion and then the next the next day they'll promote sandpaper and you're like mate like what what, yeah. are, what are you doing? No like, who are you? Man. I'll do um, whatever. I'll sign whatever. I'll do whatever. And there's people like that in the media too. There's, there's a few notorious ones in the basketball industry. You know, they'll they'll take a dollar to cross the road. Definitely, you know? because most contracts have like a cool enough period. Like you promote this, then you have 30 days you can't promote yeah. something similar. As soon as it hits that 29th day mark, yeah. they're already organizing deals with other companies yeah. and everything. And it goes to the territory, but it's just it's just – it's a it's rare, man. So you should be proud of that. That you actually strategically like, nah, man. Like it doesn't fit with who I'm trying to be. Yes, I could make some money that could set me up for the next couple of years, pay a bit of the mortgage off, which would be nice. I mean, it's a temptation for everyone, right? But at the same time, it doesn't fit me. And to understand that it might burn you out, like you know, a la Superwog. That's people don't see that usually. People, especially when they they come from. I guess you've been involved with it for a while now. People that blow up overnight, they're the ones that struggle with it because they like go from. 10,000 followers or something that they do whatever to, you know, 100,000. It's like, oh, sign here, sign here, sign here, do this, yeah. do this, do this. And then they're gone in two years because they're just cooked, man. You yeah, know? of course. And you get some people that will take deposits for like, oh, okay, cool, we're going to do this. They'll take a deposit. And then like after three days, they'll have that clarity where they'll be like, Oops. oh, shit, I shouldn't have signed that. And then they've probably already spent the money and can't give it back. So, you know, not, like it, yeah, it, it does get tricky. Yeah, of course. Or like they realize like, oh, man, this skincare is actually owned by XYZ and they're promoting this, so I can't do that. So, you know, that's why it's like very important to have a team, but almost like a second person with who's out of the picture. For example, like my wife, who is like has understands no bias. You as well. Yeah, understands me, has no bias. It's like, all right, cool, this makes sense. You know, every second week you're watching the OFC, why wouldn't you do this with Volkanovsky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you're watching the footy every week or, you know, like for example, this podcast, you know, like I turn around and I'm like, it's my wife, man. I'm taking leave off of work. 100% I'm coming down. <laughs> bro, I don't care if he's jumping on my podcast. I don't care if I'm jumping on his podcast. Like, bro, I've got to meet this guy. We've got it like finally, you know, like, and, and it's an honor. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it. Um, I spoke to Sushi Mang about this. What, what are your thoughts around, so do you think it's easier today for content creation? 120%. You do? 120%. Just because it, of how easy it is to get it online? How easy it is to get it online? Um you know, there's a lot more eyes as well, right? You know, like mm. getting 100K on YouTube is like getting a million on Instagram, right? So like th- there's a lot more people and people are there readily waiting for more content to come out. Like I said, I could turn around tomorrow, take up all these offers and make a video a day for the rest of the year and be perfectly fine with it. And then there are some people who creatively might struggle, you know, like I said about YouTube earlier on, you know, I reached that two-year mark. I was like, ideas are running a bit dry. And some people get uncomfortable with, you know, trying new things and everything. Right now, it's easy. You just get an idea. You whip out your camera. You, you know, it's like small little edits and then chuck it up and people will consume it. So I definitely think it's a lot easier. You've just got to be very, very, very consistent. And, you know, the algorithm is no secret. It rewards consistency. Mm. Full stop. Like there's no like magic computer, no nothing. If you're consistent, you'll push your stuff out. If people are liking the topic, 
That's why, like, with my stuff, I keep it very general, very broad. It's the type of video that you turn around to your missus and be like, oh, yeah, I can show you this and feel safe that, you know, something he's going to say something <laughs> outlandish, right? You know, like, it'll be like, for example, like me and the boys were all into basketball. You know, if I turn around and show them your podcast, like, I know you're not going to say anything outside of basketball, right? Yeah. It's the basketball podcast. Same thing with my videos. I keep it very general, very, very broad. I want it to be so if my mom watches it, she enjoys it. If you watch it, they enjoy it. So as long as you're consistent and consistent with posting and your messaging is consistent, I'm sure you've got a winning product easily. And TikTok even like will catapult everything. But to be fair, there is a bit of, you know, like backend stuff. You've got to really like, you know, like certain softwares don't like being, like if a TikTok video is, if, if you make a video on TikTok and edit it on TikTok, there's a background coding that if you put it on Instagram, the Instagram the algorithm or supercomputer will pick up that this video was made on TikTok and they just won't push it. Wow. So there are certain things like that that, you know, like I, I probably haven't said this publicly, like I've only spoken about this to my wife where I'm like, no, like I know for a fact that you make a video on TikTok and put it on Instagram, there's no way they're going to push it and vice versa. Is that because it has a logo and stuff on it too? The logo and also the coding, like when you they save it. Yeah, they just know, man, they're, and they just won't push it because it's like, oh yeah. This person's trying to grow on both platforms. Yeah, nah, being like, a whore. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> and even like like TikTok had a creators event and Instagram had a creators event and like TikTok won't dabble with people who are big on Instagram as in like make videos on Instagram and vice versa. That's interesting. You're, yeah, you, man. You wouldn't realize it goes that deep. Ah, oh, 100%. And like, oh, like I could speak about this all day. But yeah, mm. it, it, it's definitely that deep. And if you do your research… Along with a consistent product, consistent messaging, 100% you'll smash it. It's a lot easier. Well, I, I was on that boat exactly like you. I thought, oh, it's, it's a piss easy time today because, you know, everything's so easy. I can get my phone out. But Sushi Mango made a valid point. The problem with that is the market's as flooded as, as it's ever been. So you have to be good, though. Oh, of course, man. You know what I mean? Like, because the point is back in the day, you couldn't just upload yourself. Yes, you had to get on a stage or have some sort of following. It's yep. definitely easier now. But they made a valid point saying, yeah, it is easier now. But fuck, I'm competing with, instead of competing with, three other comedians, I'm competing with 3,000 yeah. and anyone can, you know. Yeah. I definitely get you, man. So <laughs> we, uh, my my rebuttal to that would be be like Nike. You know, Nike is no secret. They're, they're guns in their market. Um, you know, everything they do from, you know, like the product that they put out, you know that there's gonna, not going to be a product like that out there. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, oh, you shouldn't go on TikTok. You know, it's just like half-naked girls dancing or like this <laughs> and that. And then I put my stuff out there and it crashes it. And it's like, bro, like maybe, you know, you just got to create your own lane instead of trying to do what everyone else is doing, you know? And if you create your own lane, people will learn to respect that and they'll respect it even more. You know, it's at a point where when John Bernard and I made that video and he said, you can't change my mind, people were like, <laughs> bro, why would you steal that idea? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just got to come up with your own <laughs> with your own messaging and then like, you know, it's your signature. And once you have that signature, people will respect you for it and it's yours and, you know, it's it's yours to lose, I guess. Yeah, you, become, you get like kind of a cult following too, which helps. Definitely. It'll, it'll be like if I turn around and made a video like Sushi Manga, people will turn around and be like, nah, this, this sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. So what do you so following on from that, what do you think makes you stand out and makes you different? I mean, obviously we know your your videos and your history, but what, what do you think makes you different? What why would why are people clicking on your video instead of this guy's video or this girl's video? What what makes you stand out, you think? Um you I think, think the first one is yeah, consistency and I look different. Yeah. You know, I'm not your I'm not your traditional influencer, you know, like I'm not there with fucking veneers smiling, <laughs> like a shredded chisel body. Or, you know, like, you know, I'm not a half-naked girl or anything like that. So, we're, like, when they see my face, it's like, 
oh, let's see what these guys are about, right? You know, you don't have to be the prettiest person. You don't have to be, you know, like what every influencer, at least like the, what influencers have been doing the past five years. And that's what I'm trying to show everyone within the community, within Australia, New Zealand, or even the world that you don't necessarily have to look like everyone else. You know, why, you know, why fit in when you're born to stand out? You know, that, and that's why like, I, I, you know, I back myself, um, everyone around me backs me. And I think it's a bit of momentum as well, right? When, you know, when I first started, you can see in my videos, I was a bit shaky. I didn't know. But when I deliver my content, I deliver it confidently. And, you know, like I try and make sure I'm as captivating as possible. You know, people are always like, oh, why are you always yelling? And I'm like, bro, like if Tupac made the song, hit him up and was like very nice. R&B. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it was like R&B <laughs> or if it was like, you know, like had the start of the song, like, oh, that's why I fucked you a bitch. Yeah. Like, imagine it was like, oh, you know, I think I slept with your wife. Like, bro, it's not going to be hit him up, man. It's just going to be like a smooth FM song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to be captivating. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like that's why like, like perfect example is like Sushi Mango. You know, like that, you know, snappy form of like, fuck, fuck, yeah. two, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all that stuff, like it, it captivates people. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, you look at every successful person and, you know, I'm, I'm in no means like, you know, success as in wealth. I mean, success in the sense of, you know, the, you know, they get the viewership or they have the audience. There's that consistency of they're all captivating. And, you know, like I try and be as captivating as possible. No, yeah. I think you are. I mean, I think yourselves, Sushi Mango, there's another Aussie guy that did the, um, Drinking the wine, the lockdown rants. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I'm trying to think from the top Australian line, guy. Yeah. He was, he was whenever whenever they'd have new announcements, he'd. he'd Is that just, the guy in the high vis? Nah, nah, it was a guy drinking like wines, like he was a like an elite Melbourne person, like talking about the the, the double standards with the lockdown okay, rules. Yeah. And all that. Anyway, it got it got me through <clears throat> lockdowns. I know it got through a lot of people through lockdowns. My wife and I were watching the videos. Like whenever Sushi Mango or yourself would come out with, with it, it didn't have to be COVID related, but whatever, it was just like, oh man, it's just like nice to have a laugh, man. We're stuck in your fucking house all day. Nice or, to have a conversation. Yeah, and you're just like, it's just nice to smile and laugh because you know, I'm I'm very blessed to have a beautiful home room to move and all I could think about during the lockdowns was like fuck imagine you're like a in a two bedroom unit or flat in inner city Melbourne or Sydney with two kids under five like we are bro well you can't there's nowhere to escape bro the Ah, only place you can go is go take a shit in the toilet that's the only place you can escape and most most, you you can take a shit (laughs) but you know what I'm saying that's the only place you're escaping (laughs) if if you can yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like man like you feel for I felt for those people that's why I'm so outspoken about it because I'm like they're the people that like I'm I feel for because it's, it's easy for me to be a celebrity and say, you know, do the right thing and stay at home. But I was like thinking about those people. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted I, to say I, your, your comedy really helped people just, too, I think. Thanks, man. I'll just off of that, I think the one thing that I really respect is this one line that you said. You were like, oh, you know, it's very easy for me to get a media pass and get the fuck out of the country. Yeah. But, you know, like, if, like we're all in it together in the sense of like for good and for bad. So, you know, um, it, like it was some really, really ugly tough times. And, you know, me making videos helped me. As well, you know, like jumping in the car for that, you know, half an hour and everything and delivering that content where people will come up to me now, like at Kmart or, you know. Just drive around the block in your five kilometers, but huh? Yeah, oh, exactly, <laughs> man. Laps around there. Oh, of course, man. Every time I saw sirens, I was like ducking <laughs> in my car, man. So I flicked down the ring light and I was like, oh, man, can't can't do this. But yeah, uh, uh, no, nah, I was doing it in the curfews. So even like, even though my car, like this is crazy to even speak about right now, like my car was parked probably like five meters away from my house. But it was a curfew and I was like still so paranoid. So oh, you were sitting in the car doing them? Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was like past 8 p.m. And I was like, fuck, bro. Like, am I going to get arrested? Or was like, <laughs> like, all it takes is a cop to drive past. And, you know, like- hey, I That'd be, like, that'd I be some them. good content, but- <laughs> Like, imagine that, right? That'd be some it's, good content. Yeah, middle like, of a Teddy rant. Just cops uh, like pull over. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. And just keep filming. Yeah, like- <laughs> Cops are dickheads. Change my yeah. mind. Look at these guys. 
Um, so you, obviously, you said you work at a gym. What else do you do with yourself outside of what we see on the screen? What, do you, what, what other passions do you have? Is it just basically work, Instagram videos and kids and family or what other passions do you have? Um, definitely like a very simplistic person, mm -hmm. um, you know, like just family, home. Um, I really just enjoy spending time with my family. Um, working in the gym, I really enjoy a social um, that's why like the whole lockdown thing never made sense with gyms closing down, right? Because it was that, it was that like escapism, you know, the gym for me isn't just, when I first started working at a gym, I was like, man, if you're not a bodybuilder, you shouldn't be here. But I was young, <laughs> right? I was young and I was, you know, like pretty shredded at the time and everything. Whilst now I see it as like, hey, you know what? This is that one hour for someone like yourself to Mental get away release. from the kids. You know, so for someone who doesn't have mates, they can just go to the gym and just, hey, you using this? Oh no, oh fuck, what are you training? Like just that small conversation could change you know, their outlook on life. So, you know, like working in the gym, you know, very rewarding. Um, I'm enjoying that at the time. My training is very on and off at the moment. Um, but yeah, like really not much. Just, you know, just trying to soak in whatever Melbourne we have left, I guess. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm really doing at the moment. Yeah, we're the same. I'm, I'm real homely. Um, and, and at times it's not even, we won't even do anything. Like sometimes we'll literally just, I'll be reading, you know, watching a bit of TV, playing poker, give the kids their iPads or some toys and we're just... <laughs> We're just in the room. Like you're not always doing something, but just being. I think I'm real lucky to be. I don't have to work full time. Where I can be around my kids. You know what I'm saying. So I think it it makes a huge difference in you know to have that um, ability to do that. Where you're not like our like my dad. I'd, I'd see him. You know maybe maybe for an hour or two a day. Um, yeah. Come home at five thirty six. Dinner. Fucking seven news and today tonight. Simpsons. Was yeah. <laughs> um, and then I like, go have a shower and go to bed and in bed by eight thirty nine o'clock. And that was it, right? Where I'm, I'm around. My kids don't realize yet that they're very lucky that we're around a lot, man. We're around a lot, and we can do different things with them. And I assume that's the same with you. With what you do, you can be around much more. And I think it makes a huge difference to kids. I think definitely, man. Um, like you said, they just don't understand that impact right now. Where you know, like right now, like just having dad around. That's a good thing about working in the fitness industry. There is that flexibility where. Hey, you know what? The gym can actually run itself for one day if I just come and do the come and do this podcast, or you know, if I'm away for one day doing the Volkanovski thing, you know, it can still run itself and do its thing. So I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate in that sense. Um, but yeah, in terms of like hobbies and stuff, like just really, I'm I'm a very minimalistic person. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not into like you know being out and about, being seen and everything. Like as important as it is, like whilst doing social media to be seen and be out and about, like you know, you've played in the NBA, so you know. There are certain obligations in certain situations where you've got to be somewhere and everything. Oh, it takes a toll. Yeah, it takes a toll. Oh, 100%, man. Because yeah, like I said, there's days I'm, I'm out with my kids trying to run some errands and I've got 30 minutes to get to this, to that, and someone stops you, right? And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you don't want to be rude, but you're like, man, I got, I got to go. And then it's yeah. like that person's like, oh, that guy, Bogut's a dickhead. He couldn't even yeah. stop. And you're like, yeah, but fuck, man, I can't, I can't oh, explain the whole story to you. Yeah. Or I might have had a bad day where, you know, whatever, ups and downs. It's no excuse, but that's where that's where it's hard being in, in limelight to an extent is people don't understand that. People just think, and, and you've got to understand it as an athlete or an influencer that that's their one minute they're going to meet you, right? So it's, yeah, it's kind of that push-pull and it's hard to it's hard to express, but I'm human. I've made mistakes with fans before and, and I'm apologetic for that um, because you're like, shit, like I should have handled that better. Even though I was in a rush, I would have been late for my next meeting. So what? I should have spent a bit more time, but it's hard, man. It's, it's yeah. one of those things that just, it's, it's a code that you can never unlock perfectly. Definitely. Just, I think it's just being human. Yeah, exactly. Well, how do you go with that? Are you, are you getting more and more noticed now? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Now it's like starting to get to the point, like the first six months was like, oh, you know, you get your odd person every now and then, but now it's like consistent, like every day there's, you know, there's people out there and like, I appreciate them. Like, 
they don't they don't know this, but I appreciate it more than they actually appreciate meeting me. Because for me, it just gives me some form of validation. Like, hey, whatever whatever I'm putting out there, it's working. It's really connecting with the people, and that like you know I'm on, I am on the right track. You know, and I'm like sure the, people will be smiling when they see you, right? Yeah, because it's straight away links to the video. So, yeah, everyone's just like. Bro, I thought you were from Sydney, man. Oh, I can't believe it and everything. Like everyone just assumes, you know, like being an ethnic. I like, did, I like you were like oh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everyone just thinks like I'm from Western Sydney and everything. So the first thing is like, bro, I thought you were from Sydney. What are you doing here? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm very Melbourne, man. I think that's why I'm passionate about my coffee and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, it's awesome. Like I said, I appreciate it as much as they think. I'll give them as much time as I can. However, like you said, there will be times where I am at work you know, I can't necessarily like sit there and talk yeah. for 10 minutes or, you know, people will be like, you know, th- this is a video idea for you. Yeah, are you copying like, that? Are you copying that? Yeah, oh. yeah, of course. Like, you know, you should speak about, you know, we should have a third bin for councils. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking speak about <laughs> like a fucking third recycling bin or something, bro. But, you know, like I appreciate everything that, you know, like whatever ideas I get and everything, um, whatever love, you know, like, all of it, all of it. I just, I just take it all in, man. Yeah, just yeah. take it all in and I appreciate it. I give them all the time that I can. You know, however, like in certain situations where, you know, I try and cut it short, but it's good. It's, it's good. Like I said, it's just validation for everything that I do. 100%. Um, with with all the brands that you sometimes make fun of, have you had any reach out to you and be like, hey, 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 bro, shut the fuck up? A muffin break, man. No way. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? On the coffee one. Out of all the ones. No, no, they didn't say shut the fuck up. They were I just, know, but- yeah, they were more like, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, you should, you should like, well, Tell us the nearest store to you. We'll like re- we'll redeem ourselves. And I'm like, <laughs> no way, bro, bro. I'm not fucking stopping at no muffin break for a fucking coffee, man. <laughs> That's it, man. So that's like that was one of the brands that I was just like, bro, I didn't even know you guys had social media, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not your crowd, man. Yeah, I thought you'd be in That's Life magazine yeah, on your idea advertising, exactly, bro. In, in back, yeah, that's it. Like they reached out to me. I've had Red Rooster. But then again, to be fair, like with Red Rooster, I've given them a lot of shit. So I'm surprised they haven't sued me or anything like that. <laughs> However, like I've just sort of like laid off them and I'm just like, you know what? It's all good. And then like the fitness industry ones are the best ones because I think some of them realize like two, three videos in, they're like, this guy's got to be working in the fitness industry. So they don't say too much as well. So yeah. But Muffin Break was like the one where I was just like, what the Out of all fuck, the brands. Yeah. Of, oh, you'd never be, if you would have asked me, it wouldn't be even my top 10 that I'd say, oh, yeah, Muffin Break for sure. I would have thought maybe McDonald's or 7-Eleven. No, so, oh, yeah, 7-Eleven, I'm surprised. <laughs> it's funny you say that, yeah, because 7-Eleven has actually reached out to me to promote something for them. Yeah. I don't think it's the coffee. And they're like, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're just getting prices. And like, I just gave them the price card for like whatever it is and then- they're like, they just never got back to me. So I don't know if they were sort they just of- found the video. Yeah, like found a video and they're like, nah, fuck this guy. <laughs> because uh, yeah, man, like I've given them quite a bit of shit, but it's all in fun, man. Um, nah, you know, it like is. Nothing, nothing malicious. And I think they realize that as well. And I think some brands also capitalize on it in the sense of it's free publicity. Um, you know, everyone knows it's all in- you know, good. Oh, you good can cross prom, you can cross prom, promo it. Seven Eleven could come to you and say, "We fixed our coffee." Thanks to come check it out. Yeah, yeah, like fuck, like it's use your marketing brain, people. Um, short, medium, long term goals. So short, generally, I say the next year. Medium, three to four, five years, and yep. then where are we seeing you in when you got some grey hair? Oh, <laughs> oh man, I wasn't ready for this one. <laughs> so short term, obviously, just like I'm in a growth phase. Like I'm just pumping out content. Like I said, like with the right backing. Excuse me. With the right backing, I, I see myself making videos for the rest of the year, every day I can. Um, podcast coming up, definitely that's that's the aim. Get in a podcast, you know, like, yeah, one minute videos are cool, but I'm very limited in what I want to speak about. Um, and also like the video, pe- people just see that 
60 seconds of me ranting on a camera. I feel like there's a whole other side and, you know, there, there are people that like I'd love to bring on like yourself, you know, to have those conversations where um, they don't be and have. Like, you know, alternative media 100% is the future. You know, like we've seen it with the Nelk boys, you know, when they yeah. bought on Trump. <laughs> like that got taken down. Like it just goes to show like, fuck, like we really got to hammer down like some sort of alternative media for Australia. I don't necessarily mean it in a like, oh, you know, we like I have more interest in that. Like I just want a complete alternative. Um, two to three years, definitely see having my own space, something like this, um, where I can, you know, do my own thing away from home and turn it into a business where, you know, I can get guests in and, you know, like I can even teach what I'm doing because I genuinely believe like what I'm doing is very teachable as long as you've sort of got the passion for it and are doing it for the right reasons. Because yep. a lot of people come up to me, they'll be like, oh, I want I, I to make videos. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. What, what type of videos do you want to make? And they're like, oh, you know, like I'm a personal trainer. I want to do gym videos. And I'm like, bro, there's a million of those. You're like, you got to be fucking more original than that, right? Like I can teach you like the methods, but like you've got to sort of have like that captivating idea that's going to be the next big thing. Um, so that's definitely like a sort of medium-term plan to have a space like you have here. Yep. And then long-term plan, man, sky's the limit. Mm. Like anything is possible. Um, you know, like we'll just see where it takes us. You know, maybe – I can be that, you know, like up there with your superwogs and sushi mangoes, um, you know, with all respect to them. Um, you know, like I'm still young. I feel like I can be better. But like you said, you know, you got to set those goals high. And, you know, yeah. at least if you fall, like if I fall in that, you know, ranking, I'm still happy with that. Yeah, but if you if you fail, <clears throat> so I tell people, I do like some public speaking gigs at Sportsman's Nights and whatever. And I think failure is the most important thing because like it's – it's literally the only thing that will be brutally honest to you, bro. Like, like, because if you if you fail or don't do something right, and you ask your best mate, even your wife, sometimes will be like, "Oh, you know, you did okay, but maybe tweak this." Failure is like, nah, you fucked up. And here's yeah. here's here's you know the mistake, and then but where where failure is valuable is you then you got to have your cry, have your spiel, sit down and write down what did I do wrong, what were the things that I that I messed up in that. And then reevaluate and then rebuild and try it again. It's funny you say that because my best videos have always been after a video of mine flops. Really? My best yeah. videos, like my biggest yeah. videos, have been like I'll post a video where the funny thing about making videos is I'll get ideas, I'll get urges, get ideas where, you know what, like everyone might not like it, but to me, like I just feel like I've got to speak about it. And then I'll post it and I'll think it's hilarious. Then everyone will just be like, Oh yes, it's, it's, all it's all right. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, all right. Yeah, I'm like fuck. Like I'm there, like fucking racking my brains at home. Like I'm on, like my wife's watching Netflix, and I'm like fuck, fuck. Like, what, like, what do I have to do? Or like you said, like you look back and you're like, all right, cool. What did I do wrong? Oh, I had a bad day at work. The kids are stressing me out at home. We had a stressful bedtime routine. Yeah. And then I got into the car. It wasn't the best idea. Wasn't the best execution. And then I put it together and put it in a video, uploaded it, and then the reception wasn't the best. And then I'm like, oh, man, should I delete it? But if I delete it, I feel like I'm backtracking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the next time I go in a more relaxed state of mind, you know, actually think through an idea, you know, go through my notes. I'm like, cool, how can I word it better? Sometimes it's just the wording and delivery. That like that could be the difference between you having a mega video. Like right, so my biggest videos have been videos where I'm, I turn around to my wife and I'm just like, ah, this this will do okay. And then like it just Blows catapults, up. man. Like yeah. the coffee, like the first ever coffee video I did was an idea that I sat on for three weeks, man. And I'm like, going back and ah. forth. Yeah, I'm like, man, like I, I love coffee, but I don't think everyone loves coffee. 
And then I posted it and it was like, right, people in like overseas were sharing it. I had like coffee roasters in like Saudi Arabia and Dubai reaching out to me. They're like, <laughs> you want beans? brother, <laughs> if you're ever in Saudi Arabia or Kuwait, we'll hook it up for you. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I don't think I'm coming there for coffee beans, man. But if you want to send some through, send some yeah, through. Yeah. And they're just like, no, no, no. But like if you're ever in the UAE, like swing past and you know, like building connections like that is always awesome. And you know, like some people have gone as far as calling me like a coffee expert. I'm not, I'm not a coffee expert, man. I just worked in it for such a long time that- Oh, no, if you you've know, been like, a barista even for three months, man, you know you know what you're doing. It, yeah, being a barista three months in Melbourne, definitely, yeah. man. That's like doing three years somewhere else, man. Because Melbourne, like if your coffee is bad, like people will tell you right away, man. Yeah. <laughs> like right away, they'll be like, nah, that, that was terrible. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's crazy. All right, you think, you think I'll put you on the spot with those three? I'm going to put you on the spot now. And give, right. give it a crack. All right, NBA- Changed my mind. What do you got for us? Fuck, man. Like I said, Lakers won't make playoffs. Like they, they didn't make it, but fuck, man. No, I need I, to change my mind, man. Come on. Oh, okay. Put you on the spot. What do you got? It could be something you hate about it, something you love about it. Give me, give me, or basketball in general. Give me a change my mind around. Bro, I reckon, I reckon the Nets will win this year and you can't change my mind. Definitely. I'm a Nets fan. Really? Yeah, yeah definitely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive Nets fan. I'm very bullish on them. Having Kyrie back, obviously with the whole fucking mandate bullshit. Yeah. Like we're fi- fucking finally having back. Um, Harden moving was the fucking worst decision <laughs> and you can't change my mind. But us getting Ben Simmons, that could actually work out. If he out. plays. Yeah, if he plays, man. Like I think it could injury. actually, yeah. It's looking like he's, they're saying he might be ready for the first round. Oh, beautiful. Late, late first round. Beautiful. But it's uh, the main reason why I'm even more pissed off about Harden because I fucking bought his jersey two weeks before he fucking transferred to the 76ers. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think if we make it through, the Celtics will definitely go all the way through. Um Bro, like, like I'm not just saying this because you're here. I genuinely believe like you're the goat, like Australia, like out of Australia, man. Like, fuck, man. Like, always like look at the Aussie players now. Like, obviously, Paddy Mills is awesome. Um, you know, like Josh Giddy coming up the ranks, Ben Simmons and everything. But fuck, man, they've got some big shoes to fill. Like after like what you've done, um, you know, like I said, you've set you've set the way for these guys. You know, like they're always going to be compared to you and everything. So yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Definitely, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Like I said, uh, like before, even I think at the start of this podcast or like just before, I'm like, bro, like, fucking used to play with you on PlayStation and I'm fucking sitting here in front of you. Bro, like, I'm, uh, like I was like, man, this is fucking gnarly. But yeah, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. I mean, that's, can't change I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think um, just sitting that pathway, right? Like, I think Ben will surpass, has surpassed me or will surpass me. I think Josh the same, but it's setting that path of like for Aussie kids to like, you know what? Like, I can go play in the NBA and it wasn't even just going to play in the NBA. I can go number one or two or three or four. Whereas it was kind of like, oh, if, if you get to the NBA, you're, Luke Longley, like I said, was the only guy for 20, 30 years. So to be part of that journey outside of stats and having a cha- winning a championship and going to yeah. Olympics, it's like I've given, I think I feel like I've given kids a you know, a platform now to be like, I'm not just aiming for local league or yeah. NBL. No, but even sport. NBL is doing yeah, amazing NBL's things. doing a fantastic yeah. job. Wow. It's grown the last five years have been sensational, but it's achievable now. It's not like I have to go to the NBL for, and and the best part about it is the pathway it's changed completely. No, man. you can do anything now. Yeah. So Joe Ingles goes to the NBL um, as a rookie, goes to Spain. His first year in Spain, team goes bankrupt, doesn't get paid. Thing ends up, you know, goes Barcelona, Maccabi, ends up on the Clippers, gets cut during training camp. Utah pick him up and look at it. He's, yeah. he's going to make you know hundred odd million dollars, eighty odd million dollars, just like that. Paddy Mills the same. Yeah, his pathway goes to college for three years. My pathway two years in college. Then you have got guys that have gone straight giddy, next day in the NBA. So the beautiful thing is now these days with everything available technologically and scouting is 
it used to have to be like you have to go to college, be under the um, eye of the scouts, yeah. and then go to the NBA. Whereas now you can go, you can come out of bloody China. You know, yeah, like you can go anywhere, anywhere, man. Yeah. anywhere, man. You can play in Moldova. Like, yeah. as long, you know, someone's going to find your video, your tape, your clip. So it makes a big difference. But um, I disagree with you on Brooklyn, man. That's it. Who do you think has it this year, man? You know why I disagree this on Brooklyn? I don't think they've played together enough. I think Kevin Durant is the best pure scorer of all time, pure easy, scorer. Easy money sniper. He yeah. lives up to his name. And, he, he, and what I mean by that, people say MJ, LeBron. Kevin Durant on any spot on the floor can get you a bucket, any spot. He can post you up, elbow, threes, ball handling. So I think you've got the, one of the best scorers of all time. Kyrie, I think he's one of the best ball handling crafty guards of all yeah. time. I don't think they've played together enough, bro. I think that's, no, that's that sink, and I said it on my last podcast, basketball, I think, you know, you got to know your teammate's weakness. I, I know this guy's not great here defensively, so i got to have his back a little bit. Yeah. Or I know Teddy's he loves shooting from that spot, so I'm going to yeah. try getting the ball. I don't think they have enough of that. They've got a gel. Yeah, because they, they haven't played together enough. Kyrie's missed all every road oh, game, every much. home game for the whole season. <laughs> Paddy was balling early. He's lost his minutes now because Seth's taking his starting yeah. spot. and play. Then you've got Drummond now. They've got a traditional center they're playing, which they yeah. were playing small ball early. It's like it's been all over the place. So that's my only worry with them. And in a deep playoff series, grind it out. I think KD will carry him as far as they go, KD yeah. and Kyrie. But that's my concern with him. Um, he got, can't be having like 50-point games every game as that's well. What, yeah. That's the thing. Like he's going to have to. Yeah. And he, he's capable of that. They're still capable of, of winning the whole thing, I yeah. think, with KD doing that. I just don't see it happening. I think, you know, even with Ben coming back off a bad back, with the way he plays, man, coming in with a bad back. Should he just ride it off for this season? It's tough, man. I think he should. It's just people think he's going to come back and be like this dominant force. Man. With the way he plays, he's all power and athleticism with a bad back. Well, it's not, it's not like it's Steph Curry with a bad back. You can still you can put him out on the three. He's still going to be very serviceable with an injury yeah. at 56% capacity, right? Yeah. That's my concern. So we'll see, man. But, yeah, I think Brooklyn's going to – they got a tough – got the play in and then they got to limp into – I think uh, Boston's at two, so they'll face them. So yeah. it's going to be uh, going to be interesting, man. But, uh, it will be, man. Um, like I said, man, like, uh, man, look, maybe it is a bit of bias because I, I am a Nets fan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm hoping they go all the way, man. I hope they change my mind. <laughs> yeah, I oh, definitely. Give me your socials, promo your socials and anything else you want to promo, any skincare products or anything nah, else nah, like nah. that. But no, 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 man. What do you got? I've got lube. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at Tedstetics, so T E D S T E T I C S. Yeah. T I C S. Um, so you can find me Tedstetics. Um, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram. Um, pretty much I'm mainly there. I've started posting on Facebook. Because Facebook Reels is the next big thing and you can't change my mind. Oh, wow. There you go. Exclusive. Like, I'll definitely say that now. Like, if you're start, like if you're listening to this and you want to get into making videos, Facebook Reels is the next big thing. But see, Facebook and Instagram, same thing though, right? Yeah, but, but Reels Facebook's- was never on Facebook, right? Because you're going to reach a crowd that refuses to go on Instagram. Because you got to remember, like, people like my older, parents, older, for example. Older. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and they're the ones that are buying the products, right? They're the ones with the money. Yeah. TikTok has the kids. They're the loud, like, you know, they're like, the, yeah, they'll back shares, you. Views, yeah, of yeah. course, shares, but views spending. and everything. Yeah. But spending. However, if you are running a business or plan on running a business, Facebook, Instagram will definitely be your best bet. Um, yeah, so uh, you could just search me up, Teddy. I've got a very old profile picture, so I think I've got to change that. Yeah. I've got to say this. This is the good thing about, sorry, that's the bad thing about not having a team. Is you gotta you do it all yourself and you can only yeah, do so of much. Of course, man. yeah. So I definitely got to get a new profile picture up there. But yeah, you can just search me up, Teddy. You'll see my face. Um, but yeah, Facebook Reels, next big thing, man. What's your Definitely. podcast going to be called? 
Podcast. Exclusive, no name yet? Exclusive. Ah, no, definitely, man. I'm like 99.9% on the name. Um, It's going to be called Strong No Sugar. Strong No Sugar. Yeah. I like it. Um, Definitely coffee themed. Um, However, it'll be like conversations pretty much uh, based around the name, right? Um, Like just strong conversations. Yeah, anything goes. Um, Like I said, I'm I'm not like pro or like, sorry, anti-media or whatever, but I feel like there are just some conversations that have to be had that – like you can't have on a traditional mainstream, yeah. yeah, mainstream, and you know, like, like I said, man, I feel like I'm not Aussie enough for TV, <laughs> and I'm not ethnic enough to like go on TikTok and go wild and do crazy <laughs> shit. So, you know, I feel like I'm that happy medium, and I feel like there are some podcasts as well. Like, like looking at the Spotify charts, there isn't a real like independent, like no, that's not backed by a network, like crazy network. Yeah. Like every podcast, I feel like on there is like backed by a crazy network, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. No, so like, yeah. anymore. So I feel like, you know, I want to be like one of the first independent ones to really climb up the chart and just be like almost like similar to the Nelk boys, right? In America. Yeah. You know, they're interviewing anyone and everyone. They're giving everyone like right, they, they went from interviewing Donald Trump to Caitlyn Jenner yeah, within yeah. the net like within a few weeks. So, you know, they're giving anyone like a hard crack that's willing to have a proper conversation and just be respectful, but also not have any agenda or any sort of bias behind it. And as well, I just have a laugh, man. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mix in, mix in the laugh. I'm the same. I, I, I love to get people that have contra views to me with anything, but I can't get them on. They won't come on, man. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll go back and forth on Twitter and I've invited some people, you know, through DM and quietly that were, you know, disagreeable. And I'm like, I'd love to have the conversation for an hour or two. Let's sit down. And, oh, no, nah, no. Nah, like my people won't like me talking to you and that kind of, I'm just like. It's it. Yeah. It's is, just like, like, is that through their media team or is that them directly? Like without naming bit, names. Bit of, yeah. A bit of both. Okay, yeah, a bit yeah. of both. Sometimes the media team's like, nah, nah. You, you know, your followers won't like that. And it's just like, I just want to have conversations. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't care who it is. Same thing, what it is, what it's about. It might be a field that I'm not an expert in, but I'll learn while, while I'm talking. Definitely. And that's why I think Joe Rogan's so good because he, you know, he talks. He's got like a bow hunter on one week and then a UFC fighter and then a comedian. A neuroscientist. And then a physicist <laughs> and then a – you're just like, man, like he gets all walks of life and it's – these are the conversations we need to have. That's I've been a big promoter of the COVID thing. He's like, let's have a conversation on mainstream media. Get someone who's completely anti-vax, someone who's completely pro-vax, someone who's in the middle, someone who's kind of thinking, you know, we're going too hard on COVID, someone who's not – and have the conversation. Yeah, I think you there's got to be an open panel, yeah, right? Like, like I feel like – Man, especially like without going like too political yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like I feel like there are people out there in the space that they're, they're given a message to like promote, right? Like, like people in government, right? They're yeah. given a message to promote and they're too afraid to sort of have that different conversation, yeah. right? I feel like, like with the election coming up, why shouldn't we have um, Albanese and Scott Morrison have a proper debate? With I like a, America, yeah. Yeah like, yeah, like America or even like have a moderator who's like someone like yourself, right? Who, you know what, has certain beliefs but also has certain questions. Doesn't that, like either yeah, of them. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Like, that, yeah. you know, that's, that's the agree. gist that I get. Like, you know, you're not far right, you're not far left. You're just like, bro, like you guys are all shit. <laughs> yeah, I take it. I take, this is the thing. I take every topic, every politician on whatever they say on, I'll, I'll assess that. Yeah. So if it's a politician I hate, yeah. that's a good idea. I'll be like, oh, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. I don't like the politician. But I'm starting to like him, like that idea, or vice yeah. versa. Like, this is a politician I love, yeah. but they've said this, dickhead, hate it. Yeah. But people, it's like, I gotta be on my team. I gotta be on my team. And yeah. red but, and blue. Yeah, 100%. But um, no, I think it's interesting, man. I think it's an interesting space. And yeah, I think I wish you the best of luck with your podcast. I have to jump on it in the next couple of months when I'm back uh, back in town and we'll go through it. But look, I appreciate you joining me, Teddy, aka, AKA Rashid. 
Appreciate it, man. Oh, it was like pronounce it properly for me. Rashid, uh, Rashid Al Makawi. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's that's a man. And uh, when you see him out and about, say hello. Don't break his nuts too much because he has errands and two young girls and kids at home, much like I do. But yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining Robo's, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.